We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. And welcome back to the X One, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, Exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. To find out about the broadcast schedule we have for you, 24-7-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. And for the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV, go to simultv.com and in the search engine, type in Xzone. My guest this hour is Rick Borgia. We've had the pleasure of having Rick on the show a couple of times before. And throughout his life, Rick has been in, in, uh, immersed in creativity, including fine arts, songwriting, music, graphic design, film composing, and more in many different locations. He holds a special degree in avid pursuits of curious scientific and paranormal phenomenon. For Rick, psychic, past life, and other spiritual and sensory experiences have played a part in his ability. Joining me now is Rick Borgia. And Rick, welcome back to the Exxon. Thank you so much, Rob. It's so nice to hear you. And it's always nice to hear your signature walk-in music. It's fabulous. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what it is. I know it's not my my call. I should know what it is, but it's anthems of some kind, right? Yeah. What we did was we just um, we just mixed the Canadian the Canadian national anthem of Canada with the American Star Spangled Banner. It's fantastic. Yeah. Really. Um, Rick, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do, who you are, and what crusade in life Rick Borges on. Well, the, uh, we'll start with the crusade. The crusade is to really just make Rick Borgia internally uh, whole, a whole person, mm -hmm. uh, to find a, a way to be free enough to focus on a great accomplishment. Uh, right. We don't know what that is yet. It's getting a little late, of course, for to make a decision, but it's still it's still part of the process of gathering all the information that have. That we've that I've experienced in my in my life, the moments to moment, the billions and millions of moments that make me do what I do and create the interest. It sounds egotistical, but it's really not. It's about trying my best to be here, to be here, fully, completely here, on this planet, to understand as much as possible, so that I might, uh, at some point, uh, create something that has a lasting. Um, effect and possibly a good effect on on the rest of the mankind going forward so uh, those are the the things that i'm curious about uh are, are the mm -hmm. uh, are ancient history contemporary history uh, the way that science technology religious uh and spiritual experiences are starting to meet together the concept of uh the concept of uh, life in other parts of the universe, uh, all these things stimulate me. And in my 
in my day-to-day -day life, I am going from reading about it to experiencing it to uh, activate actively uh, putting elements together mm -hmm. to build a, to build a legacy to build a, to build something that lasts for myself just for myself. I'm not really out for fame. Uh, I'm not. I don't know really anything else except what I've come to be. Uh, which is an artist, a musician, uh, but I didn't even go by those titles so much um, because they all inter interrelate and integrate for me in a very, very special way. You almost seem like a Renaissance man. It's those all. So yeah, the number it's, one it's thing a, a title, I, I, I think I is that uh, all of us have a, a box that we can sort of put this person in or that mm -hmm. person in, and it's not that I don't want to be in a. Uh, categorized as this or that. It's just that I, uh, I probably had some brain damage when I was younger, so I wasn't able to really commit 100% to one one element in my youth uh, that would uh, that I could adhere to as a, as a singular uh, goal, like uh, tennis or golf sure. <laughs> or, or 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 science mm -hmm. or medicine. Uh, all of them became sort of equal to me. So the Renaissance part of it, I really do appreciate you saying that because what inspired me originally was the studying art as a, as a child, as a yeah. four-year-old child, four, five, six years old. We were taken to the museum school in a little town across the lake from you called Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, you know Erie. I sure do. Been uh, there many times. And we used to go to uh, uh, my mother and my father brought us to the... Mm -hmm to the uh, art lessons uh, and what what we encountered inside the museum was uh, busts of Caesar, uh, uh, Aphrodite. Uh, we saw all the statuary that uh, the that reflected the ancient Greek uh, and Roman architecture. Mm -hmm. uh, it was it was just so overwhelming to me. And uh, the teachers that I had, I had one teacher called um, Mrs. Lord at the Erie Museum Art School. and. Uh, she had such a powerful uh, impression on me uh, that led me into further, like further studies at super super young age, like five, six, seven years old. I'm reading about Leonardo da Vinci and and Michelangelo and uh, what and becoming aware that it was possible for human beings to to do magnificent, almost unbelievable art. And, and then later on, I was introduced to uh, my father brought our three of his sons, uh, myself, my older brother, and my younger brother, Joe. He brought us to uh, the local music store to, to take guitar lessons. <laughs> and uh, after about two or three months, uh, my older brother dropped out and my younger brother dropped out and I stayed with it. Um, so music and art have been side by side for me uh, as I was going through, as my brain was forming mm -hmm. uh, and making connections between those things and also becoming fascinated with the lives of the people who came before for us. And then to find out later how they were intricately uh, enlaced in society and uh, their presence and how much power their art uh, reflected in the general, in the world, in, in politics, in, of the politics of the Renaissance, 
So the Renaissance is a very, very special time for me. There was also a lot of, uh, a lot of transformational uh, experiences that people were having in, in spirituality, in the questioning of uh, the continuum, uh, what the, the religious uh, parts of, of society in, from all over the world uh, were starting to find a way to realize that each of, uh, they were all there at the same time. Uh, and going for dominance, etc., and all those things became a fascination for me. It's which also set me up for uh, continuing the same path. So I really haven't like ended up at the at the place where I could say yes, I have a master's degree in uh, cuneiform uh, art, or, or I do not. I don't have any uh, uh, specialized. Uh, degree and I don't have any specialty even when it comes to art and when it comes to music I'm I'm still uh, circling I'm still circling the airport looking for a, a runway to land on uh, experiencing as many different forms that that I run across so I am in, in in that way I would say a renaissance man but when I think of the renaissance man I do think of Leonardo da Vinci as a uh, a pillar of uh, human achievement and uh, inspiration. Uh, and, and then subsequently, I started to find out how they lived mm -hmm. uh, and then find out how the musicians lived of the time and started to imagine, started to imagine what it was like for, uh, for the people in, uh, in Venice or in, uh, in Rome or in Milan, especially in Milan where uh, Vivaldi might have uh, uh, had his uh, choirs singing and uh, his double orchestras playing, or uh, Johann Sebastian Bach. Can you imagine, Rob, uh, you've been to classical concerts, uh, yeah, I'm sure, many, sure. many times. Yes. And when you are confronted with uh, 75 uh, highly skilled musicians uh, all bearing down and focusing so intently on one man's uh, creative work, uh, and they are all in sync. You start to you start to feel, and you, when you study the music and you start to play the music and you see the the shapes and forms of the music, you start to get a sense of the personality of those individuals. And, all right, Rick, I hate to do this, but it. we've got to take our Which break. Is, Please stand by. Exonation. Rick sure. Borges, our special guest www.rickborgia.com that's r-i-c-k-b-o-r-g-i-a.com and we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone with yours truly Rob McConnell from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada don't go away have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. ba da ba ba, -ba.
And welcome back. Rick Borgia is our special guest, www.rickborgia.com. Rick, uh, as an artist, as a musician, what is your sense of what is going on in the universe these days? It seems that there are subtle changes that are, that are being detected. We can see the changes that, that are affecting our society, our humanity. And as an artist, what is your perception of what's going on? Well, one of the things that you can point at is the huge amount of speakers in our world, mm -hmm. the huge amount of screens in our world, the huge amount of displays in our world. We uh, don't have as, as many open books in our, in our hands, but we do have square formats uh, where we look at screens, and it's a square mm -hmm. screen. We don't look at round screens very often. We don't look at oval screens very often. We look at square screens. So we are always, uh, so the whole population, and they're not just looking at square screens five minutes out of every day. They're looking continuously, phone, television, computer, billboard, et cetera, et cetera. And that square frame of reference, that rectangular uh, screen is, uh, a 2D representation of 3D reality. And this is something that really just uh, came about really after uh, discovery of uh, uh, photography, but it's really given everybody, everybody a different perspective or not, not even a different perspective because it's, it's, we're not even thinking about it. It's, it's taken for granted. But I do think that that, 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 that format mm -hmm. of seeing things in a tight little area uh, that, give us all this information, I think that has uh, entered into the, not the DNA, but certainly into a, the sub areas of the, of the, of the, of the uh, intellect or the, the, the uh, frontal cortex or prefrontal cortex, and it's established itself as the norm of how we are, how we exist. The billions and billions of speakers uh, we can't really go anywhere these days without uh, hearing some sounds coming from some speakers. Most, a lot of speakers are above our heads in stores. Uh, you can any place you were at today. We, you might have been at a gas station today and filling up or doing something, and, uh, and there's speakers playing at the gas station. <laughs> you go. Uh, so all of these things are continuously sending information to the individuals. To, to us, to me, to you. And we have no uh, sophisticated way to filter them as much. And we don't think that we're paying it. And we don't even pay attention to it. But it still seeps in. Right. It still seeps into the subconscious. <clears throat> That's one of the reasons why I think Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci and all of the great composers and all of the, the amazing artists throughout, throughout the history of mankind have been able to achieve such high level of execution because they weren't distracted or they didn't have any other influences besides what they had in their in their jurisdiction sure. of their brain and in their own mm -hmm. pursuits and how they how they were assembling it they didn't have so many distractions uh, fashion shows to attend to see what the other guys were doing however as time progressed and into the interrelationships between people uh, the the amount of uh, technology that allowed us to travel back and forth between countries uh, easily and quickly, and that just cross-pollinated 
so many, so much of the artistic and uh, um, musical sound production of the individuals they do. So in today's world, you have uh, so many different combinations of cultural influences stacked upon each other and interwoven to, to each other, creating new formats and new, 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 new ways to experience sound and, and, uh, and visuals. And we would think, God, please, oh my God. Now you have, for the last 50 years, we've had special effects that are so incredible. In the last, of course, the last 15 or 10, 15 years, the special effects in movies, television, commercials, et cetera. My God. I There's nothing you. You, to, to the imagination. Can you believe it? No. Yeah, well, you know, speaking, <laughs> and, speaking, about, speaking about imagination, Rick, um, I understand that you have the ability or you've developed the ability to sense other beings in the universe. How did you do this? Well, you know, uh, the, what I sense, like, let's take for an example. I mean, it's, it's uh, uh, one example I would use is, is when there is a tragedy. Mm -hmm. When there is a uh, tragedy like a plane crash, I remember once uh, it, being in Manhattan in New York City, and uh, it was not that long after it was fact, and very very close to the time of 9/11, uh, when the 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 third or the several weeks afterwards, another there was another plane that went down over in uh, by Nantucket in Rhode Island. It was a, a horrible thing that happened. And uh, there was a big controversy about that, and there was a conspiracy theory. Was it shot down? I, I, I can't even quote the name of the, the flight or anything. But uh, when that happened, I didn't know about it, but I was in a uh, – I was not in the World Trade Center. I was downtown. But I felt the – I sensed the uh, – I, I pictured the, the spirits of the people who perished in that because they were cut short, because they were actively, they were going to see grandma, they were going to a new business meeting, they were going to get married someplace, they were going on vacation. They were in the middle of something. They weren't prepared to leave the planet's surface yet. They really didn't have a chance to make sure that everything was buttoned up or ready to go on right. to the next level of, of existence. And they were set free, but they didn't leave the planet's surface. And they ended up traveling from the eastern part of Long Island to the west. And I felt the, uh, I, I imagined them as rivulets, I call them rivulets. And I still experience that a lot, which is like a, it looks like an eel in the air. It's like a, uh, like an eel fish, except it's just invisible. It's invisible. But I imagine it, that is the, 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 the Spirit, spiritual, electronic, Soul. chemist, chemical, something of mm -hmm. those individuals that was still active and still vibrant and still powerful enough that it would sustain itself and be able to just move through the atmosphere and, and travel right, right by me. And it was like the, the, a whole package of these entities just came by me. And, and, and then I found out later that the, uh, you know, about an hour and a half later, I found out about the... Uh, the plane uh, being going down, and I attributed it to that. But that was just that's one example. So what happened when I started to do that was really in the, in very very early in my life uh, when I had uh, 
I had a, a, a scare uh, when I was young, very young, four or five years old. And uh, I perceived that there was some kind of entity that was nearby where my grandmother's house was, which is, was also in Erie, Pennsylvania. And uh, I had, had such a permanent, not scar from it, but, a, but just a reminder it sort of reminded me and it kept me in line uh, with keeping my eyes open and and uh, taking a little breath here and there and, 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 and being still anywhere you went, you could sense that I could feel that there had been somebody there before. Uh, we know about Indian trackers. We know about Nepalese uh, guides. We know about some of the some of the more uh, some indigenous uh peoples in, in South America who have uh, the ability to uh, move across water uh, or, you know, have, have not necessarily superhuman powers, but they have been free enough from uh, repetitive uh, instruction to tell them what their limitations are, that they didn't have any limitations. So they were able to, if they were lucky enough or if they had the right guidance or if the shamans uh, that had the guidance from hundreds of years passed on from one to the other, one to the other, one to the other, uh, then that would give them some skills, some skills in detecting where to go next or who is coming from miles away or how the how the land might be looking farther away. And really in today's world, we call that remote viewing, which you've had some guests on your show, I'm sure, uh, have have discussed remote viewing in in detail, or at least uh, at least mentioned it for sure. Is that correct? Oh, definitely. We've we've done entire shows on remote viewing. Yeah. We've had yeah, Yuri Geller on. We've had Major Ed Dames on. Uh, you, you name them. Uh, Russell Targ, the the uh, yeah, person. Yeah, Russell Targ you know, from Monroe. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and I mean, he was that, he was also the yeah. instructor of the CIA when it came to remote viewing. That's exactly yeah. right. So you and you and you see in today's today's world with the with the quantum physics uh, and 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 with the with the understanding of, of uh, uh, really the, the quantum theories of, of physics, where where, uh, where they have been being able to see that matter has other uh, other uh, displays that matter can uh, be mutated into other things. Rick, stand just, by. We've got to take our, our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exo Nation, Rick Borgia is our guest this hour, www.rickborgia.com. If you'd like to get your complimentary copy of the X Chronicles newspaper, it's always available free online at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. And once again, the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, and the Exxon TV channel, www.simultv.com and in the search engine on the Simultv main page, just type in Exxon. Rick Borgia and I will return on the other side of this news break as the Exxon continues with yours truly Rob McConnell from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. 
Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Nation, Rick Borgia is our guest this hour, www.rickborgia.com. Uh, Rick, something tragic happened to you in 2017. You nearly died. Tell us about that and, and the experiences that you had while the process of, of, your, of your death was, was happening. It was an amazing experience. It was uh, a, a, a blessing, really, it was to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. I had what, what is called an ep, um, I had a, uh, I had a, a, a bout of where I would take a breath and my lungs would fill up with moisture. Oh gosh. And uh, <laughs> I can't remember the name of the thing. It's, I know it very well, but all of a sudden, no. It's all right. And what, what, what it was, was I had, a bicuspid valve in my a, my a, aortic valve was bicuspid throughout my whole life, and it just broke one day, uh, one early morning at eight o'clock in the morning at, a, at at someone else's facility. Thank God they had the uh, they had the full uh, med kit, full first aid kit. They had the nitro pills, they had the paddles, they had they had the stuff, but they didn't really do anything because my situation they they didn't know how to do it. So I I was. Um, losing breath each breath i was taking was shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter so this was going on for about 15 or 20 minutes by the time uh that the, when i first got there they had called the e the uh, uh medics to come to to help me and uh, on their way the gentleman who was the manager of this facility uh was on the phone with the emts telling them exactly what my symptoms were so by the time they got there they just got there in time to uh, put a mask on me to resuscitate me. And uh, for the next six or seven hours, they had this process where they resuscitated me. So, But during the time that I was going down, I my vision went to black and white first. Um, I knew uh, my mind, I knew I was going to be okay somehow because I didn't panic. I just was fascinated with the the different things that were happening as I was dying. I really just didn't know else how else to to think about it. I mean, I'm smiling now because I'm alive, of course. <laughs> uh, but what had happened is is the, the, after they revived me, they found out that they, they had broken, and they de- decided they were going to do a uh, a valve replacement for me. So <clears throat> in, in the next few days, they I was in the operating room, and uh, they prepped me for the operation, and uh, I uh, had a, a song that I wanted to play for my heart surgeon who, uh, who was going to do the operation. And uh, this was at Riverside Hospital in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, the, the, the uh, song uh, was called Dr. Priest. And uh, Dr. Priest, can't you see? Something's happening to me. I can't tell if it's a hole in my soul 
and the lyrics were all about dying with this particular thing. Uh, and, uh, and I had written it about 20 years before that time. So I played it for him and it was just a, a, a miracle type of a experience. And throughout the whole thing, as I went into anesthesia, I uh, came up above my body. I just came out of my body and viewed the operation um, from above uh, to watch them do the manipulations and pull my pull my uh, breastbones apart after sawing and pulling it apart. So I, I actually z z remember that, but not as mm. of the patient, as someone who is viewing it. I've also done a painting about that. Uh, so it was it was just a uh, the elect the electric and and just the electric chemistry that was happening with for me was was a miracle it was a miracle total miracle that i was able to go that far down i did see the little cone of light when i was actually dying and also coming back when i came back from the anesthesia to back into my body so i was able to uh when i was finished with the when I finally came to, hours and hours later, it was a 14 hours, something something My bad heavens. happened during the, the operation or something not right. So they had to do it again, say so had to do something again. And so it was a long term, long time. But it was a, it was a, it was a uh, striking experience that, of course, no one ever, not so many people get to go all the way down and come back and, and uh, uh, you know, be almost totally okay. I mean, I think I'm totally okay. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here, so, Rick, because you know you you are a very gifted person musically, uh, as an artist, and you're also a very, very nice guy. And we're glad that you were able to pull through and that you're back here with us. Well, it's been a great journey, and Rob. I, I, you know, a lot of the things about coming on your show, and I, I know I, 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 uh, I guess it's because uh, the. The excitement of sharing things, especially with you, <laughs> uh, is a is is a is a joy for me. Is a joy for me. So I'm I'm a little bit more perked up. Right, I would say that's really what's happening. Let me just put it this way: I appreciate Rick Borgia. That's all I'm going to say okay. about that. Okay. And I appreciate oh. Bob McConnell. Hey, Rick, you, you see that the paranormal is normal. Explain that. I find that a a very interesting concept. The paranormal is normal, which means normal is paranormal. Well, it's 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 <laughs> my way of saying that everybody has uh, a, a component mm -hmm. that I think we're all born with with innate potential to develop psychic power and uh, psychic abilities. Uh, I, I really believe that's part of the. The, the way that the humans are built. And that's one of the reasons why I'm interested in, in extraterrestrial life. And, right. and the, because we share something in, in cosmic, and that brings me back to the spiritual experiences that I've had, you know, as in, in my religious uh, pursuits uh, in so many different categories. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the fact that when you are enlightened, it's not even enlightenment. It is, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, a quality uh, that, for me, I see it in everybody that I meet. And you can draw it out mm. of, you can draw it, you yourself, Rob, 
can draw it from people just as as you're engaging in conversation. And paranormal in in is in the broad sense is something that is above or outside of the, what we consider normal. And so much of today's experiences and when we see, and now we're able to see so much more because of the internet and because of the uh, tremendous saturation of, of technology giving us data. We have to, so much data that we can find out about. Yeah. And, 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 and that, that, that can prompt us. It can prompt us. It can prompt us into, into uh, uh, being uh, hyper uh, aware of the other. But the I, other I often wonder, Rick, I, I often wonder with all the data that we're being subjected to, 724-365, what is, you know, how do we regulate what the positive versus the negative data that we're being subjected to, you know, through, uh, and then there is the the alteration of the electromagnetic field around us by Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, microwave, yes, this, that, and the other thing. We yeah. don't know yet. We're not sure. The, yeah. the, 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 we don't have all the, all the results mm -hmm. of all the things. We don't know if that's changing us as, 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 as beings, mm -hmm. as we, how much of the impact of, of evolutionary uh, procedures or evolutionary uh, uh, process of the human race is that coming into us? Is those, are those waves doing something to our, uh, uh, to our system, to our, to our to our way to our way of thinking to our to our uh, synapses into our I don't know I don't know we we are uh, subjected to right now we're in the middle of this huge gigantic uh, explosion of information and let, as you said how do we filter it how do we how do we set it up if we can be neutral mm -hmm. if we can be neutral and uh, uh, and use as much of the of the uh, information that is valuable to us at the moment, uh, maybe that's a way to get the best results from it. What do we need? We want to have the best results. Today's world, you have sports, people in sports, the, the people are pro golfers playing into their 50s and 60s, playing like they're playing against uh, younger people because there's technology is assisting their, their well-being in terms of uh, uh, special uh, tools mm -hmm. that help the, their circulation, special uh, uh, regimens that, that use technology to assist in their uh, recovery from, from injury. And also the medical field is, is just, just jam-packed with uh, uh, breakthroughs on, on, in every, every, every category. So uh, we don't know. We're, we're, we're closer to uh, ET than, than we were certainly 40 years or 50 All right, let, years let's ago. talk about E.T. when we come back from this commercial break. And Exxon okay. Nation, Rick Borgia right. is my very special guest. Visit his website at www.rickborgia.com. Um, let's see, I was just going to uh, say that if you'd like to find out about the programming on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net, and for all the programming on the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. By the way, it's available on Roku, Amazon Fire, the entire works. Visit www.simultv.com. Type in on the search engine X Zone. And I'd like to say hello to all the people listening to us and watching us in 
the beautiful city of Los Angeles, California on HD 55. I'm Rob McConnell. Whatever you do, don't go away. that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in this is your sign to thank them and if you're that friend this is us saying thank you now get a sausage McMuffin sausage biscuit sausage burrito or hash browns choose two for $2.50 enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2 price of participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer a combo meal single item at regular price ba-da-ba-ba-ba Borgia is my special guest, Exxon Nation, www.rickborgia.com. First of all, before we go any further, Rick, I want to thank you so much for coming back on the show. It's always a pleasure having you on. Keep, keep up the great work that you're doing. You know, you're an inspiration to a lot of people, and I know that in your hometown you also help new and budding artists get their foot wet, uh, not on the palette, hopefully, or the <laughs> canvas. Uh, but... Correct me if I'm wrong. A couple of years ago, you were on the show with a CD you did that had a Hemisync on it. That's it. Was uh, Hemisync is actually the patented name of the process. Uh, it's cre- was created by uh, uh, Bob Monroe from right. the Monroe yeah. Institute, uh, fame in the '50s, and uh, developed it further in the in the in the early '60s and '70s, and is. Uh, uh, carrier tones that uh, uh, are embedded into the music that <clears throat> offset your uh, left and right hemisphere mm-hmm. of the brain and actually produce a trance-like uh, meditative s- state and can be controlled to go to different types of uh, meditative states or trance states. It's uh, quite extraordinary. I, I, I uh, laughed because when Rick sent me the copy that he did autographed, there was a little note that said, Please, Rob, do not use, do not play this CD in the car when you're driving. That's right. Yeah, they, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it, it's not supposed to be yeah. played because you actually uh, can be just not just distracted, but uh, but completely gone, <laughs> put down. It's not a sleep type of a no. thing, but there, you know, it, it, I would encourage anybody to. It's the it's now it's commonly referred to as binaural beats. Binaural, binaural beats. beats. It's not beats like a disco beat. Mm-hmm. It's the beat of the frequencies from one side to the other, right. just slightly offset so that they, instead of the two tones being exactly the same pitch, yep. they're just slightly offset so they, they create a, a beating uh, and which draws your attention from your uh, your amygdala, your cortex. I'm not sure what the actual, what the dynamics are in there, but it, it uh, the result is that you are put into a calm uh, theta or alpha state. Uh, they can control that, or we can control that. Uh, so that's part of the music. It's really not even you can't even hear it in the music. I mean, it's, it's nope. there, but you you don't. You, it doesn't rise up and hit you in the face. Uh, and why I mentioned that was 
was because I, I remember that card that you that you attached with with tape on the front of the cover of the CD. Okay. Do not play this in your car when you're driving or something to that effect. But I, yes. I'll never forget that. You uh, don't operate heavy machinery. Either. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Rick, what is your what is your take on the extraterrestrial question? Um, you know, there's a lot of controversy out there. There are those who believe. There are those who don't. You have those who say the governments of the world are uh, committing a cover-up, that they're responsible for a conspiracy, that the ETs have been here. What, what's your take? You know, I... I, I... I hope someday to to be part of the group that uh, is is allowed to be uh, taken home. witness to this kind of, of activity. And mm. I and I love the stories, Charles Wall that you had on recently. Oh, Charles, uh, yeah. You know that is such a marvelous, beautiful mm. scene and concept. The concept of it, and there's a lot of beauty in 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 what he does. And he's as, as sincere as. Uh, somebody talking about yep. a, a football game. You know, was going on. part of the you conversation know. that that he didn't talk about this time was how he took a group of these extraterrestrials from Area 52 and Area 53 into Las Vegas. Yes, and, and that's something that stuck in my mind. Yeah. Uh, that goes along with uh, sensing other beings from the, in the universe. I mean. It's certainly possible because mm -hmm. we ourselves, we have witnessed even in our own lives, the ability for technology to assist the perception yeah. uh, that something is disguised and the the all of the brouhaha about how people are taken out of society, how they are assassinated or how uh, foes are, how people are disappeared. You know, we don't, we don't... <laughs> We don't have any limitations anymore in that, as far as the technology goes. So it's it's usually, uh, uh, I, I actually do believe that uh, extraterrestrials, uh, so for me, believe, the only thing I believe is that the word believe in mm -hmm. these items is, is hard to, hard, hard to uh, uh, feel 100% about because what I believe is something that I have to have in my hand. I have to hold it for a few seconds. Exactly. I, I really want to see that. I really want to see that. And and I, I understand that there's ways to explain around a phenomena that, but there's some phenomena that don't, that never get explained. For example, the Phoenix Lights. Um, and you've had shows about the Phoenix yeah. Lights and probably the most, one of the most bizarre things that I've ever experienced in my life was being in Phoenix at the time of that craft just hovering above phoenix uh, at about 40 miles an hour just going slowly from from the northwest down to the southeast over the city it seemed like it blocked out the stars uh i was there i i was there i was i was aghast my mouth was open jaw was dropped open i was with uh, elizabeth carpenter out there and uh, her family in phoenix and uh Shortly thereafter, I had amnesia about it. In fact, everybody had amnesia about that experience and that whole event. Hmm. The people who actually were really were witnessing it. So, and it really didn't come back to me until several years later when I saw that there was articles about it. And the lady who really uh, made a big deal out of it, um, but it didn't go anywhere. Doctor, I, I, I saw that, hmm. and it's like 
I did see that. So I, mm -hmm. I thought, well, okay, I saw that. So uh, something's happening. Something's, something's not, something's, that's different. That sure is different. So I'm, I'm ho hopeful that uh, whatever might be uh, lying around in the desert, but I wanted to tie that into the art thing too. Okay. Is, is because, you know, none of that, none of the, we didn't, we didn't, we don't see much literature about, uh, about even a, 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 a hint about what might be out there in terms of other life, because we really are, the whole humankind did not really accept the fact that we were maybe part of something bigger <laughs> until kind of recently, within the last four, three, four hundred years. Uh, prior to that, they didn't really, um, the, the, the intellectuals, the philosophers, etc. Well, there's not much data. Well, I, I, I disagree with you there, Rick. I think this is what, you know, like if you look at the Bible, all right, and you, they talk about heavenly hosts, they talk about angels, those who no, descended from the sky. Exactly, you know, I, I, think, I think it goes back at least 2,000 years. Easily. But, yeah. But that's, that's, that's attributed to, to the, the, the explanations from that, from the Bible. Mm -hmm. not, it's, not a, it's, a, uh, it's a literal, in, it's not a literal interpretation, it's a, uh, a figurative uh, interpretation of God, the Father, and the Holy Yeah, because I... But you is saw, it, or is this something that was witnessed that those who witnessed right. it had no chariots other way to explain it? Right. Yeah. You know, the chariots of the gods and so on and so forth. Many it's wonders cool. to still discover on this beautiful planet of ours. It is a beautiful planet. It is incredibly beautiful. It is, it's, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all about being here on Earth right now and, and doing what I can mm -hmm. to sustain it in the best way possible. I, I, we can do things all the time, but but the reason why I mentioned that and, 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 and yeah, the art of the the religious art, the 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 Egyptian, the uh, uh, the the whole the whole pyramid. <laughs> Who? What? Come on, what? We still don't, I still don't have a good answer for that. Well, it depends. On, it depends on who you talk to. If you talk to certain archaeologists, they say it was the it was the, um, what, what are they called? The ramp system that was used. Talk to other archaeologists. They have another explanation. If you talk to the New Age people, it's the aliens. So, well, you know, who knows? I wasn't yeah. there, believe it or not. I just look old. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had the fellow down in, the, in, in Florida who built a castle yes. um, by himself. The Coral Castle. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hey, Rick, we've got about a minute left. What are your final thoughts for the world? My, my final thoughts for the world is that uh, I am grateful to be uh, on your show. I'm grateful to oh. be here on the planet. I'm grateful for the many people who, who have helped me through some very difficult times in my life. Uh, my family, uh, my brothers and sisters, uh, my dear brother Johnny, who, is, uh, who also was uh, uh, compromised. I, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful, and I'm I want to just share that it's possible to be all the things that we can be and, and not get tied up in, in uh, the pushing and the pooling of uh, who said what and what we did. We don't need so many commentators telling about the commentators, what the other commentators said, and then the other commentator. That's, that's, my, that's my final wish for today. And I, and I wish you, I wish you and your whole family the best always. You take Bye. care of yourself, my good friend.
And Nick Sonish, if you'd like to find out more about my guest this hour and my good friend Rick Borgia, visit his website, www.rickborgia.com. Now, I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to visit the Exxon Broadcast Network website, find out about the programming we have available for you, 724-365 with, the, with our compliments, xzbn.net. For all the programming on the Exxon TV channel, visit simultv.com forward slash, uh, and when you get to the top of the page, there's a search engine. Hmm. Just type in Exxon. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. ba 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 